Welcome to Pencil Leadership. I'm Chris Anderson, success and lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help you realize your full potential so you can leave a positive mark on the world. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. And if you want to make a difference in the lives of others, share this episode, go over to Apple Podcasts and follow us there to leave a positive rating and review. And together we can leave a bigger positive mark on the world. Nir, welcome to Pencil Leadership today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited to just learn from you about creativity and how that can help us improve our businesses and lives in general. But what I really found interesting and wanted to hear a little bit more, just kind of break the ice, if you would, you've worked with Woody Harrelson. What was he like? What was that like in Hollywood working with him and some other big name stars? I used to be a director in Hollywood and a writer, and I worked with a lot of movie stars. And I found that you think they're going to be larger than life, right? Mm -hmm. This amazing sort of person. And, you know, you meet them and you can't help but be kind of disappointed, right? (laughs) They're just like regular human beings, just like you or I. They just have acquired this sense of being able to repeat creativity over and over and over again. And that's pretty admirable. And I thought that it was something that only a select few were able to do it because they were so special or whatever. (laughs) And I found out that's not true at all, that anybody can learn the same type of creativity. It's amazing. Mm. And so working with them was really interesting in terms of the first shock value of like, oh my goodness. And then like, Seconds later, it's like, ah, they're just kind of normal people with, you know, a really good notepad and, (laughs) you know, like a way to keep notes and like, you know, jotting stuff down and they're really good at that. And so I'm not. And how do I become better and how do I do that? So Mm, that's what it was like. Anybody you worked with in Hollywood that you didn't necessarily think would be kind of like a good good individual or nice or anything like that, but they surprised you and you're like, wow, they're actually really, really cool. humble." 100%. 100%. I worked a lot in hip hop, right? So I worked with KRS-One and Cypress Hill and all these great old bands from, you know, right about 2000s or late 90s, early 2000s. And, you know, I thought it was going to be like a rap video, right? Where like it's a party (laughs) and like someone's popping champagne and it's like, it's flowing everywhere and like, it's crazy. And that was absolutely not the case. What it was is a bunch of really disciplined musicians that would show up at 9 a.m. and leave at 5 p.m. And we had structure, we had organization. Again, some of the best note takers I've ever met you know, in my life were people in the hip hop business. I also worked a lot on jazz records and I worked with some amazing musicians and they would all have something to write on nonstop, like, you know, notepads or do you remember those spiral bounds that Mm -hmm. we had in like high school? Those like, and what are they doing? And some of them had dates on the top and, you know, like a sticker with a written organist. They were so organized. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to be, I thought they were like, Oh, you know, creative, (laughs) you know, but it wasn't that it was, these people were super duper organized And Okay. There was a case of, you know, the druggies. I've worked with some of those people. They were not organized. They showed up whenever they wanted. There was no writing stuff down. There was no approach. They were just waiting for inspiration to strike. And those were Mm -hmm. the one hit wonders. Those Mm -hmm. were the people that you'd see that had maybe one hit song or they were in one movie and whatnot, but they, that's not a serious creative person. That's just somebody who happens to 
catch lightning in a bottle once. <laughs> so, so, and you mentioned this multiple times as a note taker. So are they, and I'm going to guess it's probably multiple things, but is it like their schedule plus creative ideas they get, quotes, or is it like everything? Or is it like a, most of them are just writing down ideas that they get throughout their days? Yeah, so I spent a lifetime trying to peek inside that notebook. <laughs> a lifetime, right? Yeah. And I noticed when I stopped working in entertainment, I ran a furniture refinishing company mm-hmm. for a while and a bunch of different, I'm kind of a serial entrepreneur. I've always yeah. had something. And I noticed that the people I really respected were also note takers. They were also organized. I was like, what are they doing? Like, they're so good. And like, how do I, and I would ask around and nobody would say what their process was. Nobody Hmm. would tell me near, this is how you become creative. This is the way, the secret sauce of it. And over the last 15 or 20 years, I just started to figure it out. And I kind of was able to peek inside this notebook and figure out what people are doing. And what it really is, is a word association breakdown between the concept, the idea, and the execution. And it's something that I talk about in my book, The Creator Mindset, which is a McGraw-Hill release, and it's about how to become creative. And what I found was that you write down the concept, the idea, and the execution of your product or service, right? And once you write those things down, you circle them and you do a word association with all of what's going on. And as you do the word association, you literally make creativity. And I bet if I would have peeked into those jazz musicians or those rappers or hip hop artists and looked at what their book was, it was probably a bunch of notes about different phases of their business or product Mm -hmm. or service or song in this case, or movie Mm -hmm. in the case of the actors. And they were able to execute different parameters of these things at will, right? Where you and I would be like, Oh crap. Like, what do I do? I have one idea. Like, and if that idea fails, Oh no, you know, I'm screwed. I'm going to be in bad shape. Right. But they had, a bunch of different ways to execute an idea. Because when a director or when a producer on the record would say, mm, that's not working, let's do it again. Mm-hmm. They would open up, go, cool, let's go. And then they would do it again because they already had premeditated the creativity approach. And so that's what I teach people how to do now. I work with Fortune 500 companies. I work with different associations all over mm-hmm. the world, teaching people how to take notes, how to write stuff down, how to get organized in a way that allows creativity to pop up whenever you want it. Wow. That's really interesting. So let's dive into that. What's that look like for me? Cause I don't necessarily do the word association. I write notes and stuff, but what does that look like to increase that creativity? Cause my mind goes to, you know, creating content, the content you can put out there, you know, maybe if you have a day where you're like, uh, you know, I don't know what to post today or, you know, I'm kind of just like, eh, you can go to that. So how do we start that As entrepreneurs, this creativity. Yeah, definitely. So what I would do with you is I would ask you to take a pen. You can do it right now. Take a pen Mm -hmm. and a piece of paper. Write down concept. Write Mm -hmm. down idea. Mm -hmm. And write down execution. Mm -hmm. The concept is the biggest way to think about your product or service. Okay? Okay. That's like a satellite in space looking down at you. What does it see? Right. And then the idea is the middle level view, right? That's like the street Uh view. It's an everyday view. And the execution of your product or service is the very skew of what it is that you sell, right? That's Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. I sell a bunch of podcast training kits, 
right? Gotcha. People pay me $79.99 and I give them three hours of consultation on how to start their own podcast. Gotcha. I don't know what you do, but maybe gotcha. that's probably similar to what you just the okay. very, very specific thing, right? So you gotcha. write all those things down, $79.99, and then you write down, I don't know, because creativity is as individual as every human being on earth. Right. So what you do with your creativity and then what I do with my creativity is completely different. Okay. I just did an amazing keynote for a group of luxury home design builders <clears throat> in Cape Cod. And I told them that their market differentiator between, I mean, there's competitors sitting next to competitor, you know, in a brutal, <laughs> brutal market, man. I mean, you know, prices rock bottom, you know, one piece of tile versus another piece of tile right down to the wire of markup, right? And so I told them that the way that they practice creativity and the way that they build their creative juices and their creative business is going to literally differentiate them from anybody else on earth. And so when you start to look now at your idea and when you start to look at your concept, it's yours and yours alone right? You can have similarities in the skew, right? You could sell a $79 podcast program. I could sell a $79 podcast program, but the idea that got you there, mm. that's what we should talk about. So why are you doing what it is that you're doing? Let's start there. Gotcha. Yes. Basically, I want to help other entrepreneurs be able to start building something based on their passions and what they're creating, you know, help them lean into that strength. That's them. I love it. So write down help next mm. to your idea and circle it. Okay. okay, now let's look at your concept. This is the toughest part because okay. people never spend time doing this. What yeah. people do generally, especially the people that I work with, they spend hours and hours and hours a week working in their business, right? Mm -hmm. They don't spend time working on it. Uh -huh. So let's look at the concept. Now, okay. what got you to help? Why do you want to help? There's easier ways to make money. Right, because I saw so many people and myself It started with you know, just going through the nine to five program stuff and being hindered and being our time dictated by a company that would replace us in the snap of a finger. And so I saw there's more to life and the possibility to do something. Cool. All right. We're fast forwarding through this process, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So sometimes it takes weeks. Sometimes it takes five minutes. It's all good. So maybe your concept is freedom mm. because you are very much into freeing somebody in. Yeah setting them free from a grind and allowing their process of sustaining themselves to be a more natural and easy sort of process, right? Okay, so let's say, and you could change it at any time, right? But right. we're just kind of spitballing. So on the high level, you have your concept being freedom. The mid-level, the idea is your help. Mm -hmm. And then your execution, what is it that you sell to people that you attach a money figure? Yeah, a monthly community. Brilliant, brilliant. So a monthly community, help, and then freedom. Now, what I want you to do is look at your SKU, right? Mm -hmm. And circle it, subscription service, right? Mm -hmm. And then what do you want to do? Do you want more subscribers? Do you want to grow the business? Do you want more outreach? Do you want to do more stuff for free? Do you want to help more? What is it that you're really needing to do right now? Yeah, looking to bring more people into the community. Brilliant. I need yeah. more people to join the community because there's so much to offer. Yep. So circle the product, which is the subscription. Mm -hmm. Now, if I say subscription to you, what are three things that pop into your mind right away? Go, go. Monthly, You're thinking too much. Go. Monthly accountability, accountability, growth, growth. Okay. So write down monthly, 
write down accountability, and write down grow. Now, when I say accountability, what are some of the things that come to your mind? Circle accountability and Uh come up with like four, five, six things. I could tell you what I'd come up with if I think accountability, but this is way, way more important to get what you think, right? You're in the hot seat right now, right? So we're a little bit maybe stressed out and not doing it slowly. But the point is, is that once you identify those three, you start Mm -hmm. to tweak and In accountability, you might say, you know what, Nair, accountability is really all about choice because I'm about helping people and my big idea is freedom. I'm all Mm -hmm. about freedom, right? So instead of giving people a subscription, right, for accountability leads to a subscription, right? Maybe I'll do an a la carte model where instead of stringing somebody into a, you know, model, maybe they want a little bit of freedom for, I'm going to help people choose what they want out of my services. So for a month, next month, December, I am going to offer a Christmas and Hanukkah special. I'm going to let people decide a la carte what they're going to do. Dude, price it out. Do the math. See, you already on your notebook right now, you have a bunch of ideas and you have just manufactured creativity. We've spent a total of six minutes on this. Imagine spending 15 minutes a day 20 minutes a day, half an hour a day on this. Imagine talking with your employees and getting them together and going, guys, we're coming up with a new idea to get more subscribers. That's what we need, okay? This is how we're going to do it. And you let them spitball the ideas together. Let them do the Mm. word association. What you will see is you will all generate actionable creativity. This isn't bullshit or spy in the sky (laughs) professorship. You know, I'm not over there on Mondays and Wednesdays with office hours on Thursdays. You know, this is real world stuff. This is stuff that you can do right now and will yield creative results and yield creative options for you to use right away. It's Mm -hmm. very important to separate actionable items from philosophy right? There's so many people on earth that want to tell you why, why. And the problem with why is there's no actionable items. There's nothing that'll help you in your business right now from talking about why. So Mm. we need to talk about how, and that is literally a recipe on how to generate fresh, new, and exciting ideas. And literally you will never run out of ideas if you're able to organize your idea structure and concept idea and execution. It's what I call the trinity of creativity. That's awesome. But what if people are struggling maybe to get some ideas, get these words processing, get them started? Maybe they have concept idea execution written down, but they're like, okay, I have no idea for any of these. Do you have any tips or tricks or guidance within how people can start getting those kind of words coming? Yeah, absolutely. So I have 92 of them in the book, right? Literally 92 tools and tricks and tips. But one of them that I really like is to celebrate the little victory, right? Mm -hmm. We spend far too much time as business owners on one, three, five, 10 year goal. And we spend far too little time celebrating the little victory. I'll tell you this. It is a little victory to just write down your concept, your idea, and execution. (laughs) I I worked with a real estate group just about a month before COVID hit. And I remember it. I'm in a room with 100 people, roundtables, and it's a really nice sort of one of the real estate associations. And they could not come up with their own concept, right? (laughs) Because it just, an hour and a half, and the highest we got was idea. So even writing down the concept, the idea, and execution, 
is an amazing, amazing victory worth mm-hmm. celebrating. So when we are able to celebrate our little victories and say, you know what, I did a really good job and be a little easier on yourself, mm-hmm. you then free up that self-doubt that constantly squashing you and just, you know, holding you back. You're able to calm it down a little bit and give yourself a little bit of praise and say, hey, I did a really good job. The second that you do that, you start to relax. And when you relax, you start to generate more ideas on the work. I'll tell you, writing a book, it's really, really hard work. It took me six years to write. Why? Because I would write a paragraph, delete it, write it again, delete it, write it again, delete it. And I thought I was an idiot, right? I was like, dude, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Like, why am I doing this? And then I went online and there's some writer forums and I'd be like, I'm writing a paragraph over and over to this normal question mark. Then, And I got a bunch of people saying, absolutely, totally normal. I'm on book number seven, you know, and I do that too. And, and so I learned to go a little bit easier on myself. I learned mm-hmm. that when we view ourselves as individuals, when we view ourselves as vulnerable people, it's okay. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to get stuck. Mm. And you accept it and you move on, right? You don't dwell on it. You don't turn it into victimhood, which some people do. You just accept it. You take a deep breath. You allow yourself that mistake and you move straight on. I think that's a huge point. I love that celebrating the little victories because we do put so much pressure on ourselves if we don't. And then it just really slows everything, hinders the whole process of growth and success and Yeah, just doing that, getting it done and moving forward on those is huge. Better done than perfect, right? Is what the quote or something like that? I probably miss. Yeah, I mean, you can always change stuff later. You Mm -hmm. can always edit things out. You can always move things around. And I'll be honest, some of the biggest growth moments of my career have come from failure. Mm -hmm. And we don't talk about it enough. Entrepreneurs don't tell others about their failures enough, right? So Mm -hmm. you think... You look at this person on Insta that you're like, wow, they have a million followers and all of this stuff. And you think, oh, that happened overnight. Why is it not (laughs) happening to me? Right. But you don't understand that they have failed miserably time and time again and kind of stumbled onto a way and Mm -hmm. are continually evolving that way to stay fresh and stay relevant and stay creative. And so I think, and this might be a little controversial, but I think that Insta and Facebook or Meta Universe, whatever it's called now, (sighs) and all of these different sites, Twitter, are rewarding of the hide of success, right? They reward the polish. They reward Mm -hmm. the seemingly incorruptible. But the problem is that it's a hindrance to enterprise because we need people to go out and start businesses. We need people to take a leap of faith on ideas. When people do that, our world becomes better, right? We get somebody who invents the next rocket that takes somebody to Mars. We get that cure for cancer when someone takes a risk on a batshit crazy idea. Mm -hmm. We need people to do those things so that society can elevate itself. And when we don't have that, when we have Instagram telling us, oh, get rich in a second, Oh, Twitter, you know, you sent out like three tweets and everybody retweets you because you're the most impressive person on earth. When we have that type of structure, we lose the support of what is really important. And what is really important is making those mistakes, learning from them and moving on. Because it's a shame that 
people have really good ideas for businesses, really good idea for initiative, and they don't take them because they're worried about failure. They're worried about losing control. They're worried about, you know, what others might think. And to society, it is a loss. Yes, I agree completely. And I think we're seeing that so much more nowadays with younger generations, just that superficial response that they get from posting this and when they don't you know they take in and it hurts their ego hurts their you know makes them just see themselves as worthless and it's like no you have so much and that's what pencil leadership is all about realizing you're created with a purpose and with a potential and with certain things that no one else has to leave a positive mark in the world and when we compare ourselves to others like comparison is a thief of joy right and so there's positives to it but there's so much just negativity because like you said we're seeing all the polished we're seeing all that and we're not seeing all the the work and truth really in, in a lot of cases so i think that's very well said and you mentioned the failures as pencil leadership the second trait is we go through sharpenings things that hurt us take part of us away and we have to grow through those and those moments are important and i think even myself i could share even more with my community i think to show them so that just kind of is a thing that i you know be more transparent is all I can good. imagine that starting a podcast and, you know, joining a subscription group like that, it's fraught with anxiety, right? <laughs> I would be anxious about it. Like, crap, am I doing this right? Am I going to know what I'm doing? Am I going to be supported? Is mm -hmm. somebody going to care? Is anybody going to listen to my show? Right? right? It's like, it's fraught with anxiety. And I think that anything that we can do to lower that anxiety, mm -hmm. even up front, would be an amazing benefit for the community and people who want to subscribe. Absolutely. I think it's it's all a process. And I think that's what you're doing is really cool. It's creativity and helping people do that and see that. And with that, the fifth trait, like I mentioned, is that everyone's created uniquely with a purpose to leave a positive mark in the world in some way, and in a way only they can do. And so for you, Nir, when everything is said and done for you here on earth, what do you hope your positive mark is? I think it's spreading creativity. I want people to take risks on ideas so that society becomes better. That's what I want. I want yep. to do my little part in helping companies, especially enterprise, become a bit more creative so that our products can get better. Our world can be better. The services can be better. I believe that through the lens of creativity and thinking about your business as it can be, not as it is. I have seen yield incredible creative results. And I like empowering people to feel like they can do it, right? I'm so tired of people in my circle that are publishing books saying, oh, I'm the expert. If you don't have me, then you're never going to get there. And they make a living doing that because people read their stuff and go, yeah, I need this person or I need this company to come in. But my thing is really about empowering that individual and letting them do their own thing. Right. Yeah. Letting them with a few tools and a few tricks and a few processes, allowing them to be successful. So I hope my legacy will be that I am an enabler of mm. somebody, a spark of hope, of inspiration, of due diligence, of ability and let them go out and do it. Let them go out and mold their own future. Mm, I love that. And it just connects. Yeah. Right. With helping people find digging into that creativity. So awesome, Nir. Thank you again for being on and sharing today. Where can people connect with you, find out more about what you're doing? Yes, sir. So I'm really easy to find. It's N-I-R-B-A-S-H-A-N.com. 
There's like three near Bashant in the entire world. So I'm really, really easy. Just Google my name or go to nearbashant.com. The book's called The Creator Mindset. It's available in bookstores all over the country. And I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much for sharing today. Guys, make sure you get connected with Nir and get his book and just continue to learn how to be more creative. Again, Nir, thanks for being on Pencil Leadership today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well. Now let's go out and be pencil leaders.